Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail, and let's get real. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Today we have an amazing, amazing person joining us. We have the one and only Gavin Wade. He is the CEO and founder of CloudSpot and he is a former photographer. And I'm so excited to chat with him about how he kind of made the move into founding this amazing company and just transitioning in and out of like a couple different career paths. And so I'm excited to pick his brain a little bit, hear his story. And just FYI, not to be like a walking ad, but I personally use CloudSpot. So I'm very invested in this company. (laughs) Um, I love it. It's my favorite way that I have ever been able to deliver my images and my galleries to my photography clients. So I'm excited to hear how he kind of decided to transition into that into building that company and to kind of hear the backstory there. So Gavin, thank you so much for joining us. I'm pumped to chat with you. I always love our conversations and our, our chats. And I, I can't wait to hear a little bit more about your story because I don't actually know like a whole ton about your background other than the fact that, that you and your wife were photographers and now you own CloudSpot. So <laughs> I'm going to kick it over to you. Maybe you can like share a little bit of, of your background there. Yeah, no problem. And hey, friend, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's always great to see you and always great to chat. We don't do it enough, so any excuse I will take. So, so happy to be here. And yes, I can definitely give you the Reader's Digest version of kind of like our story, my story, and stop me at any point if, it, if you start falling asleep over there. But I'll try and touch on the really, really exciting parts. Um, so pretty much I went to school for kinesiology. So my degree is in that field. So I was going down the health and fitness route. I was a consultant um, here on the West Coast in Southern California for Taco Bell of all places. So I was doing that straight out of college. I'm like literally going to stop you right now because I did not know any of this about you. And that is so funny. And so like, I unexpected. That's so cool. I know, like this dad bod betrays me. I used to be really healthy and used to be like into all of that stuff. And so I just had a passion for it. And so I was going that route. I was going to do like um, probably like a physician's assistant or physical therapist or something like that. My family's pretty much all medical. And uh, yeah, so I was doing fitness consulting, loving that gig, Taco Bell. Yeah, talked about job security. I was like literally across the hall from their like food court, like where I was coaching people. But uh, I was doing that for a while. Met my girlfriend, now wife, on eHarmony of all places, like joined it as a dare and we connected on there. And three months into dating, we just kind of sat across the table at dinner one night from each other and just said, you know, I like my job. I don't love it. I particularly wasn't thrilled about going and getting like another dollars $80,000 worth of student loans to like cover grad school or get my doctoral degree. And so I was just like, well, if you could do it all over again, what would you want to do? Because she was kind of feeling the same way. She owned her own business as well. And she's like, you know, I would love to do either real estate or photography. And it was 2008. So real estate business and industry was just in, you know, in the toilet. I said, well, no way. Like I love photography. Like I've had some experience with photographers locally who are wedding photographers and stuff. I love the lifestyle that they have. I love that they can create cool stuff for people on such amazing days like weddings. Um, okay, well, let's, let's, let's go for it. Like, let's try it. You know, we're young. We're both live at home. We can make some dumb mistakes right now and bounce back. Like, let's go for it. So, you know, I went to a photography conference that next week, actually, some friends smuggled us in to listen to some you know people talk about uh, photography and see if this is something we wanted to do. And literally days after that, we invested our life savings into camera gear 
uh, which you know was one camera, one lens each, but that was a lot, you know, for us at the time. And in our first year, while dating long distance, we started our photography business and learned how to do the business, learned how to shoot, invested in education um, for how to be a photographer and build that business. And in our first year, we uh, we shot 28 weddings, I think, and you know, quit our day jobs after getting married uh, a year later. Once we got back from our honeymoon, and had been doing it full time ever since, shooting 30 to 50 weddings a year. So, you know, that was a very interesting dating life, uh, but but I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. Loved working shoulder to shoulder with her. And really the idea of CloudSpot came about as we were just neck deep in this wedding season, like just buried under like 50 weddings and just drowning in the workflow. And I was involved, I was in charge of all things tech, you know, we kind of split our responsibilities. She loved editing and designing. God bless her, because I hate that. And um, but I loved like the emails, the tech, the workflow, everything like that. So it just came time for me, like ball was in my court to deliver the images after she edited them in like three days, which was you know mind blowing. And you know, how do I get them out? And you know, we were charging thousands of dollars for to our clients, and I was just like, just banging my head against the wall every time I'd send this email out delivering their images. It would be like, here's a link to your gallery, here's 10 zip links to download. Like this just didn't look legit, it didn't look professional, it didn't look like the brand and experience that they had had with us all the way up until this point. And then it was like the highlight of their experience with us. Like here are your wedding photos. And it just felt like this lackluster afterthought, no better than Dropbox type feeling. And I just wasn't, I just wasn't a fan and you could, Back then you could either do DVDs or you could do USB drives and those were either expensive or failed or both. And it still just wasn't convenient. And so again, over dinner one night, I just said, hey, I have this idea. I think it could be done better. And so literally five years ago, that's when the idea of CloudSpot was kind of born and then invested again, <laughs> money, every penny we had and lots of pennies we didn't have into this business and growing it and, you know, here we are. So as of last year, was able to, um, after we had our daughter, was able to kind of retire my wife more or less. She would keep editing, but she wasn't shooting anymore because she's being a full-time mama, uh, which is you know a full-time gig in and of itself. And you know have been focusing more and more on clots, but over the years, as it's continued to grow and always had a heart for that industry, for this industry that you and I both love so much and helping other photographers be successful and not have those same pains that I had when I was just, again, so deep into my workflow and trying to just find a way to not be behind my computer, you know, 25 hours a day. That's an amazing story. Just, I feel like there's so much that we could talk about in that, <laughs> in that little reader's digest, like recap of your bio. I mean, but honestly, I feel like an overlying point that I just wanted to like kind of touch on for a minute is it sounds like you're just kind of one of those people um, maybe you and your wife both that you just kind of like when you get an idea you jump in and you kind of double down on it and you're like 100% committed which I think is really interesting um, just to hear from like a listener standpoint I think a lot of us are kind of risk averse and want to make sure that we have I mean don't get me wrong I'm all about having like a really well thought out plan but I also think that you don't see a lot of reward without taking a lot of risk first. Um, do you feel like that's something that you did when you started your photography company as well as CloudSpot? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, entrepreneurship in and of itself is way more risky, you know? And, you know, I, I hear so many times from so many people like, 
who have their nine to five jobs, like, oh, you know, I wish I could just be self-employed and just run my own hours and I can just do things whenever I want to. And I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like when you leave a nine to five, you are signing up for more than nine to five. You are signing up for 24 seven. Like when your business is your baby, when it is something that you are in charge of, it never leaves your mind when you're starting it. And even once it's started, like, you know, things still keep you up at night. Things are always getting rattled around in their ideas, like ways you can take it to the next level. Or even just if you get stuck and are looking for ways to grow, like those things are always going to be there. Like it's very tough to take a vacation from that. So while it's amazing and you absolutely have to love it, like if you're just like, oh, I'm doing this because I'm going to get more money than what I would get, you know, you, that's going to go away real fast, you know, um, that passion, that flame. So yes, you know, tolerance for risk is absolutely something that you need to have, right? And that's not meaning that you're going to be reckless. That just means you got to know that you get out of it what you put into it, especially with photography. And so, you know, you got to be willing to put in those hours and have that plan. And I'd say what separates, you know, uh, the girls from the ladies, the men from the boys is your ability to execute on that plan and iterate quickly on testing out that plan. Not the, oh, I'm going to work silently in stealth mode for five months and then bring something out. You know, oh, ta-da, I'm a photographer. It's like, you know, ways that you can slowly measure your progress and success against that goal more quickly to figure out, okay, do I cut it and I, and I run or do I keep on going and do I double down? Yeah, I love that. I think that's that's such a great point. And it's really interesting too when I think about uh like the coaching students that I work with on a regular basis who are in that full-time job still. They still got their day job and they're like working toward wanting to start their business, whatever their business is. And a lot of times they they're like, "Okay, well, it sounds great. Like if I had all the time in the world and I agree with you, there's that, I think there's like a meme out there that's like, Oh, people say, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. But really it's like, if you're, if you do what you love, be prepared to do it like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Like you're going to work a lot. Um, and that's okay. So do you have like maybe a couple of tips that you would give somebody who has a great idea? Like when you came up with the idea for CloudSpot, what are a couple of things that people can do in order to start like slowly taking action without maybe necessarily like risking everything, jumping straight in? Did you have a contingency plan or like did you have a couple of things that you started with small or did you really just like hit the ground running and start developing this? Uh, I hit the ground running and started developing it. That's because I didn't know any better at the time. Um, so, you know, I, I would definitely not recommend this. Hey, invest every penny you have for a year before you start to see anything that has potential value. So um, I would have followed kind of what's called more of the, the lean startup methodology, which, you know, can apply towards technology companies, but can it really apply towards any business in terms of its principles. But that basically talks about, hey, you know, finding small ways to measure the validity of any idea, right? You know, anything from like a coming soon page to something like, hey, I'm going to be offering small mini sessions coming up in the fall. Leave your email address if you're interested. Like the time to set something like that up is very small, but you could get a really good interest list going. Like say, if you want to say, hey, is this something that people really want in my area or my friends want or something like that? You could get a booked up list of 20, 30, 50 potential clients before you even push a button on a camera or spend a ton of time trying to stylize something or set something up. You know what I mean? So it's just it's a small example of ways that you can, can do that to measure, to see if it's worth your additional time. So 
I would say, let's say you have a vision that's, you know, 10 miles long. Well, what's the first quarter mile that you could do in order to see, hey, is it worth the next quarter mile? So kind of just taking it in smaller bite-sized chunks would be something I wish I had done because that can just kind of avoid some of the risk, you know, fail more quickly, <laughs> fail often. Um, and you can run, you know, more tests, take a few more swings than just putting it all at one at bat and hoping you hit a home run. I agree with that advice, actually. It's interesting because when I hear your story, um, it's very different than mine. When I started my photography business, I was a full-time teacher. I was a dance teacher and a choreographer and a dance director. And so when I was planning on going full-time, I did like the really slow, painful like transition from day job to non-day job. In my defense, I, I loved my day job, so I didn't really want to leave it. But you know, the whole plan in the beginning was okay, I have a contingency plan. Like if this doesn't work in six months, I'll, you know, go beg for my job back or I'll go apply for other teaching positions. I won't let my certificate expire, things like that. And I, I do actually think like, interestingly enough, looking back, I'm like, I kind of wish I would have hit the ground running a little bit sooner knowing the result now. So maybe like a happy medium would be something that would be great for, um, if you're sitting there listening to this and you're like, well, I don't know which one to do, but do I like double down or do I, you know, take my time? I think a, a healthy middle ground would be like you mentioned, just taking it kind of piece by piece and evaluating, you know, every so often, is this working? And if not, like, what can I change? Yeah. I mean, and with, even you know, from photography to cloud spell, like I still shoot today. Like I haven't, you know, stopped shooting. I shoot a lot less because, you know, 70 hours a week with, with CloudSpot and two kids now and like all that kind of stuff. So, um, but, you know, for four years, I was shooting full-time weddings, like still 20 to 30 weddings a year on top of CloudSpot. So, you know, there's, there's sacrifice and you are going to work doubly hard, but, you know, that was our contingency plan, right? And you always set you know, like I'm sure you have done in your business and like everyone who's listening has done to some degree or another. It's like, Hey, I know what the warning signs are going to be as if this is not working out. Right. Like you kind of set these red flag moments or these thresholds or intervals for when you do a little health check on things. And so, you know, I've done that in both of my businesses, you know, Hey, photography, this is when we need to do more with it or we need to do less and same with CloudSpot in the early days. Like, Hey, you know, my agreement with my wife was, you know, because we're putting everything into this is like, if these certain red flags pop up, this is when we need to detach emotion as much as possible and, you know, look for another opportunity. You know, thankfully, that never happened. Um, it, we got pretty dang close on multiple occasions in the early days, and those were scary times. But it, that, you know, I think that fuels you. It depends on what your type of personality is. It either fuels you or it discourages you. But generally, I've found, like, <laughs> as humans, if we have the option to either survive or die, we're pretty much going to figure out a way to survive. And that's, that's you know, the, the, the analogy I use is like burning my boats, right, on the island that is my business, you know. So as soon as I get there, I light those boats on fire mentally and do what I got to do to stay alive. Yeah, I love that. I think that, interestingly enough, I've been thinking a lot about the whole concept in our industry of like hustle versus rest and how, you know, I think I talked about, I probably, my podcast listeners are probably like, you talk about this a lot, but I really, it's, it's continually brought forward in my mind. Like back, you know, eight years ago when I started my business, everybody was hustling. And that was like the big thing, like push, you can do it, like keep moving forward. And then like, I don't know, two or three years ago, everybody's like, rest first. Like, it's okay. Take your time. And I believe in both, but I think that there is a time where it's okay to have to work extra, extra hard, put in that 
um, you know, those extra hours where you're working two different things in order to make one thing succeed mm -hmm. for a finite amount of time. And then kind of from there, as you're hopefully growing into the future of your, um, your next idea or your next venture or whatever it is, it's okay to be like, you know, hustling as hard as you possibly can. And then in order to have it pay off later. I didn't know you still shoot. How often do, are you shooting now? Because I feel like CEO of your own company. I know, I know. No, this year I've sc scaled it way back. It's pretty much like direct referrals or friends or something like that. Like it's gone way back after, after baby number two arrived last fall and he's six months old. Like it's, you know, it's, it's been an interesting shift because like now when I'm home, I need to be home. Like, you know, before it was like, hey, I can work when I'm home. But now, now it's not. So I, mean, I get 20, 30 minutes a night with my kids and, you know, an hour with my wife each night. And, you know, so weekends are sacred. Um, as they get older, there's going to be soccer games, going to be all these types of things. And so, you know, I'm, the goal with in building CloudSpot was eventually, you know, the dream was to be that I could have that time back. So, but no, I mean, still working extremely hard in shooting. Like I still love shooting. That's not like, it wasn't like, oh, I started this company to get out of shooting. I hate weddings or whatever. It's completely not the case. It's just, I saw an opportunity to help more photographers in the industry that I love and help them be successful. And, and, and for me, you know, I love helping people. And so if I can help more people through this, then sign me up. So. Yeah. Would you say when you were kind of exploring the idea of starting CloudSpot, I know that it came obviously from a pain point in your own business and in, in your photography, but would you say that it was something that were you always like really tech savvy? Could, did you know how to build out a program like this? Or would you say you were just kind of like attuned to the signs of possible opportunity? I think a lot of times I get a lot of questions from people that are like, well, how do you start all of these different ventures? Because I, I also have like several different businesses that are small and that I've just kind of like been attuned to signs of like this, this is a, a gap that I need to bridge or that I have the ability to bridge. So how would you say you kind of came up with the idea or um, aside from the fact that it was a pain point, we all have pain points, but how did you take it from a pain point to a potential opportunity for growth in your own business and your own offerings? Yeah. You know, I, I'd say I'm not particularly like tech savvy in the sense of like coding, you know, I wish, you know, but what I really like is I like product. Uh, I like solving those problems. I like technology being able to solve those types of problems. So, you know, at the time there wasn't something on the market that really fit the bill for like what we needed. Like if I have, as a photographer wanted to build my own custom thing of how I would want my clients to experience downloading their photos and how easy that could be or the look and feel of the galleries and how it better represents my brand, not some third party look and feel. It just wasn't there. So I just literally just started sketching it out and trying to see, look, is this just a problem that I have or, or do other people have this problem too? Um, because sometimes there is just a problem that's unique to you, right? So you got to figure out like what, what's the niche that this potential problem could fit and solve and can it grow from there? So you know, I, I wouldn't say I was, <laughs> uh, it was a solution in search of a problem. It wasn't like that. It's like, oh, I want to build a gallery service. And how can I do that type of thing? No, it wasn't that. It was the, oh my gosh, if I send one more email that looks like this, I'm just going to throw my laptop against the wall. It, it really came from that. So, you know, learned a lot along the way about software development, about creating a product, about um, serving customers and uh, what photographers around the world really are looking for in terms of how they need, want to serve their clients. And photography industry has changed a lot, even just in a few years. So it's really interesting to adapt, grow, 
um, and respond to all of those things, which has been super fun. Yeah, that's super cool. I feel like kind of a common theme for you just overall is, like I said, taking action. And what tips would you give our listeners in in terms of like those very first action steps? Like for you, was it, you mentioned kind of seeing if it was a common problem within your industry. Was there any other like beginning steps that you took? Yeah. I mean, I pretty much, I pretty much drew out all the areas where I thought I knew how to do it and identified all the areas how I didn't know how to do it. And that list was a lot, lot longer than the first list. And, um, and I'm like, okay, but these are the things that I know that I need to learn or that I need to find somebody who knows and that I trust to tackle these because, you know, like in, in your apparel business, like you are not hand sewing those shirts, right? You know, like you are not making it, right? You are finding the provider that can do that for you, right? All those types of things. So like you are filling gaps in your points of weakness, right? Or the things that just aren't economical for you to do, you know, on your own. So, you know, I would say first, just write out a list of all of those things, the things that you feel are your strengths in this area or this problem that you're looking to solve. And then write out your weaknesses because what you'll probably discover is your strengths are not as strong as you think they are. And that's okay because it's going to motivate you to get even better. And that's going to become your biggest, biggest ally in terms of growing that business or pursuing that venture, right? Lean into those things really, really hard and be very, very quick to push away or outsource or whatever the things that you don't feel you're very strong at. Pick a couple to learn. If you're like, oh, I really want to learn about that or I want to, you know, in terms of personal development, get into that but don't try and do it all because you can't be great at doing it all. You know, like I can't code. Why should I even try to learn how to code first and then build a business on the back of that? Like I knew that wasn't going to be possible. So I had to find somebody who could. Um, So, you know, a small example, but like in photography business, like, Hey, I really stink at editing or I really stink at design. Um, I'm great at relationships. I'm great at shooting. I'm great at in-person type stuff awesome. Like, how can you build a business on the back of that? And as soon as you do the shoot, how can you outsource something to edit? Or, you know, who can you have help you? Just various things like that, that, you know, you and I may be like, well, yeah, duh, of course you're going to do it. But like going back into early days, I really felt like I had to do it all, you know, and I felt like I had to be an expert at it all. And learning how to be a great photographer and hone your style and learning how to run a business are two very different things and so important. Um, that one can't really, you know, survive without the other. So you got to learn when to let go and and really lean into your strengths. Absolutely. I think that is such a like just a gold piece of of information for people to take in right now. I I do think that a lot of times we let the idea that we can't do it all stop us from moving forward. So just hearing hearing that is super helpful. And I love that action step that people can take in just kind of like identifying through self-awareness. What are you good at? What are you not good at? And moving forward from there. Because we do so often, somebody will have a really great idea and they'll be like, well, I don't know how to do X, Y, and Z in order to like bring it to fruition. And then they just let it go. And it's like, at that point, you're leaving so much potential and so many great ideas just like out in the open and you can't really reach people through that. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate you sharing that insight with us. Um, so my signature question for anybody on the podcast who is a guest is what is your unpopular opinion on our topic? So for you, like what, if you have an unpopular opinion on taking action on an idea to shift your business or to build a new empire or, um, you know, any kind of like unpopular opinion that you want to share with our listeners. <laughs> oh, <I'm laughs> I love so everyone cool. laughs. Everyone laughs every time it's I ask. Awkward that laughter. <laughs> it's the awkward laughter. 
and I, I don't think I'm that cool even to begin with. So I don't even know what's popular. So I don't even know what I think is unpopular. <laughs> so, you know, I would say, okay, this is probably unpopular. It's, it's truth, but it's probably unpopular because everyone likes to think starting new things as rainbows and kittens and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to cost more and it's going to take longer than you think. Just accept that now. You know, I'm, I won't put out specific numbers, but in terms of CloudSpot, it cost 10 times more than I thought it was going to. And it took twice as long. So like, and that was frustrating. And, you know, I could have said, you know what, I'm going to cut it and run or not. But no matter what you're going to do, don't beat yourself up. It's going to take longer. It's going to cost more. Accept it, move on, push forward. If it was easy, everybody would do it. So. I love that. That was perfect. And I think you're cool. So it's fine. You're cool, <laughs> you're cool enough to have an unpopular opinion. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. That Sweet. was awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Honestly, I, it's so interesting for me to be able to hear, and I'm sure for our listeners to be able to hear different people's stories and journeys. And I feel like yours is so unique. And I'm really excited that I just learned that you worked for Taco Bell because I think that's really cool. <laughs> well, there you go. See, I am cool. I can have unpopular opinions. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. You are amazing. Um, we will link CloudSpot in the show notes. And in fact, I have a discount code for anybody who's a photographer who wants to try CloudSpot out. We'll link that in the show notes. And where else can people connect with you? Um, you know what? Our website, cloudspot.io um, is a great spot just to kind of get all that information. Um, I mean, you pop in the chat bubble there, you're going to talk with a photographer. It's not just this like, you know, plain Jane thing, like, it's all about relationships for us. You know, if you couldn't tell, like I love relationships, you know, like ours and you know, for photographers, we know that it's tough. We know that you're trying to do lots of things at once and we do our very best to take as much off of your shoulders as possible to help elevate your brand, make you look like a rock star, and save you time. So, you know, you can find us on there. If you have questions, we can help you through there. Our support team is photographers. So, you know, we are dedicated to the success of our own. And they're awesome. I love that they they're one of, they're like the support team that makes you never feel like you're asking a stupid question, which I appreciate <laughs> because I, I tend to hop in there sometimes and I'm like, this is kind of dumb, but can you help me? And so I appreciate that. So yeah, um, we'll link everything in the show notes, but cloudspot.io, not.com, which I type in all the time on accident. So, all right. Thanks, Gavin. You're welcome, Lily. See you later. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to SoHere'sTheThingPodcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.